Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. And, and it looks like it's, it's making... Noise. The noises it's I don't supposed feel like to make. I'm making enough noise. I don't think you are. I'm making no noise. I'm noisy. There you go. There you go. Now How's we that? can hear you. You're a little buzzy. Duh. There, that's better. Welcome to this week's edition of From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shockin. Welcome to the first three-hour edition of From the Bunker. I'm Jody Hamilton. And She's David Shockett. <laughs> wow, we finally got a we got a hearing day, and the show's after the hearing, like immediately after the hearing. Right. So we're not su- super um, late on it. Wasn't there something about abortion in the last year? Yeah, we'll talk about that My too. God, we'll talk about that. But okay, so first things first. Let's before we get into the hearing or the fact that women don't have rights anymore. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell. We're leading with Ghislaine. We're, we're going to lead with her because that'll be the quickest of the stories. The By the procurer. way, if you want to email us, info at from dash bunkercom Anyway, just find us at MSW Media. You'll find us. See, that makes sense. Thank right? you. Anytime. That's just for you, David. Um, so Ghislaine Maxwell, for those of you that don't recall, she was Jeffrey Epstein's pure procurer of people. Paramour, friend, procurer, assistant. I'm sure he abused her when she was younger, and that's what usually... Trafficker in waiting. Yes, exactly. Um, she was sentenced today to 20 years for what she did to those girls um, and him. Now, everybody, and I agree, what was the client list we need? Because those are the guys that also committed crimes, potentially. Um, so the client list is important. We'll see if we ever get that. I'll tell you, I understand. B- before we get into the, the depth of the depravity when you were deep inside the... Epstein, Jillian Maxwell wormhole. Mm-hmm. If you look at Jeffrey Epstein from the outside, mm-hmm. it's like I understand how he drew so many powerful people. I mean, he's this good looking, charismatic, incredibly smart, incredibly rich, incredibly refined guy. You know, enorm- who also recorded you. Yeah, but enormously charming. And those are the people that draw. That's how he got in his position in the first place right. by charming the sh- out of people. Right. Um, and also, you know, by secondhand validation, you need you have two or three people that think that you're great. All of a sudden, they introduce you to somebody, and you've you know you've accessed their credibility right. and establishing your own credibility. So the fact that he was able to create this network, whether it's you know Bill Clinton or Donald Trump, I mean, though Bill Clinton isn't on tape dancing and partying and hanging out with young right. chicks and pointing and gawking and doing all that stuff. But uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that I mean I think that there are a lot of people that were drawn to that circle, sure, whether they were involved with girls or not who were just wanted to be around the coolest kid in class. And that's probably how they saw him initially, because he clearly is a sociopath. I mean, I've been around sociopaths. As I explained to my daughter, do you know how you can tell the difference between a sociopath sincerity and real sincerity? You can't. You can't. Exactly. They're very good um, at it. He's very good at it. 
and if you're also a brilliant guy and you're charming and you're charismatic and you know all those things, it doesn't surprise me at all that he was able to assemble this network. And then you know there were obviously more depraved aspects of it, but I imagine there's some people that knew about it. And I imagine there's some people that didn't. Yeah, it's like because he would me. he would know he would feel out who were the people yeah. that would be comfortable at diving in, or the people that he would be needing to assuage, bribe, bring further into his web, maybe maybe to blackmail them, maybe for their own benefit, because I can't imagine that there weren't cameras in every cabin every of his room. boat and every room of I his house. I think that has been testified to. Yeah, I mean, so um, this but, guy knew what he was doing. So anyway, she got 20 years. She was looking at 50. Her lawyer wanted five, so it, they didn't quite split the baby, but close. Um, so she may get out in her 70s, because I assume she's around. My, she might be a little older. I mean, we'll find out. Hey, Siri, how old is Jelaine Maxwell? Um, come on, see. Oh wow, oh, she's, she's 60. sixty. So she's looking at eighty. At this, if and it's federal, I believe it was federal sex trafficking. So it's it was, 80, at least eighty percent then. Yeah. So she's she's going to be in not quite that young when she gets out. Um, do you want to talk about the hearing, or do you want? Let's talk about the let's hearing. Go, let's go. Well, because it's fresh. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, both are fresh. They're both really fresh. Um. So today there was an unexpected hearing. Today, Cassidy, Cassidy, Cassidy. Hutchinson, uh, who was Mark Meadows' aide. Which, um, by the way, is a big deal to be the aide to the chief too. of staff. Yeah, that was 25. huge, huge, huge. The fact she's attractive probably has something to do with it as well. Yeah, I mean, my, my niece was watching the hearing with me. She said they only hired hot chicks. It's not not like that she wasn't necessarily hot picks, you know, like really, really, because she's tall, too. They showed a brand. photograph of her. She's a tall woman, too. But anyway, no, she has a brain, obviously. I think she prefers statuesque. She's tall. No, she was very, very, very composed. She was and very. I could tell you could tell when she walked in at first that, that there was a little bit of sweat on her brow, just a slight, and she you could see like just sitting down the nerve because there's all these cameras literally like mm-hmm. right up in her grill, and when she raised her hand, I could see just a slight tremor. She did twenty five years old. She's a baby, you know, and um, she she's been threatened. Because they should, Liz Cheney did talk about witness tampering, mm-hmm. so, and they know who was tampering with whom. They know the witness that was tampered with, and they know who tampered with them. So those are those indictments are coming. I think how much more they know than what they showed today. That's the thing. Yeah, Cipollone's got to testify if he wants to save his own ass. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he's the one that said if he goes down there, they're going to charge us with every crime in the book. Yeah, and he attempted, to, and like even if you you know attempt to rob a bank, but mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. If you make the plans to do it and you start out mm-hmm. and you try mm-hmm. and you fail, mm-hmm. you still attempted you, you it. Still, yeah, exactly. So the fact that he was, you know, grabbing the steering wheel of a car and the guy's I had neck. like a drunk girl do that once, you know, it's like that's it's like get the fuck off the what are you what the what are you doing? Yeah, and and then he that's grabbed like, his neck too. Yes, he, he tried to choke him. I mean, I mean that's, this is a person who is thoroughly unhinged. Yes. And the nuclear codes were right in the back seat with him just to remind everybody how lucky we got that he didn't kill us all. He killed a lot of people in the United States that we know of because of COVID and a lot of people worldwide because of COVID, but he could have made it worse. Imagine. I mean, this girl, this woman, uh, I am hoping she has good security. I'm sure she does, especially at this point. She has to at this point. Um, And uh, basically what she testified, there were a couple of things that she testified to that was like, did I just hear what I heard? He was, the president was told, Donald was told that, because he wanted a bigger crowd inside where the ellipse was, because it was fenced in. And they had- Magnetometers. Um, magnetometers, which, which is the fancy way of saying- They were taking metal you know, detectors. Metal and, detectors. 
And they were they were literally disarming people that were coming in there. Knives, brass knuckles, gas mask, you know, pepper spray, uh, body armor, body armor, spears. I mean, they were literally making spears out of flagpoles that they were holding flags on. So the, there was a bunch of people, the people that, with the AR-15s and the Glocks didn't want to go through the magnetometer because, because they didn't want to lose their weapons. Exactly. But there were thousands of them, and there were thousands of them, and he and was, they knew that. Yes, and that was what was so jaw dropping to me was remove the magnetometers. Remove. The, I don't care. They're not going to hurt me. They're not here to hurt me. But I th- then, of course, later, but they were BLM and Antifa. Well, then, huh? So do you support? Wait, I'm confused now with, you know, the cognitive. You're not dis- even a little bit confused. Not You're being even. sarcastic. I'm being silly. Now, he, uh, he knew that they were armed and wanted that and encouraged people he knew were armed to go to the Capitol. And he knew what with the te- we already heard the hang my Pence testimony. A couple weeks ago. Now confirmed. Now confirmed that he again. he agreed with the sentiment yep. and thought that he deserved it. Yep. Thought that he deserved it. Thought that, that it's just, it's, I want. Oh, by the way, while we're on that subject, mm-hmm. I just want to say all the uh, the praise and laudatory, you know, things I'm hearing about Mike Pence wanting to do the right thing. Mike Pence wants to run for president. The last thing that guy wanted was Trump in office for another four years. Well, so believe me, it was, it was as self-serving as anything he's ever done in his life. Now, did it happen to coincide with the right thing to do? Yes. But the fact that it was the right thing to do was a distant tertiary consideration here. He wants to be president. He wants to run. He thinks he's, he's, it's God's will that he becomes president. And the last way that he's going to be president is by going uh, an extra judicial, extra constitutional action that would probably get him arrested to keep Trump in office for another four years, where then Trump would so much further deteriorate our system that he'd be running Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. in 2024. So, of course, he wanted Trump gone. He was never going to. Well, I mean, and his, his delusion that he's going to be president is fun. Because there's not a Democrat on the planet that'll vote for him, and Trump supporters aren't going to vote for him, so that's nothing. He gets maybe a 10% of the vote, if any. Well, I think the dark horse for 2024... Is Cheney Kinzinger? Is Liz Cheney. Yeah, because she's probably not going to get because her Because she's going to pull a reverse Trump. What, she's gonna, what Trump did was he ran as this crazy say-anything outsider against 16, a step, you know, whether it was Rand Paul or Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or... George Pataki or, or Jeb, who is number one with $100 million in the bank. Kasich. He, he got to run against 16 establishment Republicans mm-hmm. who all split the establishment vote. And all he needed, you know, if you're going against 16 people, all you need is 20% and you're going to be in first place. Yeah. So if Cheney runs as the one establishment Republican against 15, against 10 people all trying to out Trump one another, the only person I could see possibly giving her trouble would be someone like Chris Christie. I mean, eating, Kasich, up, the, eating you know, up that lane. Yeah, the Kasichs, um, the Christies, the I th- Kinsingers. I think, yeah. I think if there's a few enough number of establishment Republicans running against you know, people like DeSantis and whatnot trying to out-Trump each other, I think she's got a real shot. She does, except for the fact that she is awful. And let's forget, uh, I know, let's not forget she's awful. So. She's awful. We don't want her. Everybody going, oh, I'd vote for her in Wyoming. Sure. To be the sane Republican that wins in Wyoming, fine, because a Democrat's not going to be and I'm elected increasingly to her seat more adamant about Joe not running again after just watching his response to the abortion ruling. Well, that's, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so he knew that these people were armed. He was fine with them chanting, hang Mike Pence, which we kind of already knew. But then... He wasn't as fine with it. He was in favor of it. Oh, he's totally in favor of it. He, he wanted it. advocating it. He wanted it because that would be another reason for him to be able to put martial law in place and, and bring up the Insurrection Act and yada, 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 yada. At the very end, before Cheney talked about the witness tampering, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson testified to the fact that Rudolph Giuliani 
and Mark Meadows both sought pardons for their actions for one six. Not for anything else, for that specific lead up. Consciousness. Of guilt. Yes. And then Mike Flynn. We're a team. We man. are, baby. Um, Fist bump, bam. And Mike Flynn testifying, pleading the Fifth Amendment when asked, do you think that there should be a peaceful, peaceful transfer, transfer of power. power? I take the Fifth. Now, this isn't, now, in difference between taking the Fifth in a, in a committee hearing versus in a criminal case, once you take the Fifth in a criminal case, don't answer even your name at that point, mm-hmm. because once you start answering questions, you've opened the door. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a committee, you can say, yes, my name is Mike Flynn. What was that? Was that a criminal case or a committee? It was a committee. Okay, got it. It was this committee was, testimony. Was yeah. And so you can go back and forth from pleading the Fifth in a committee, because it's not a criminal case. It just isn't. So you're pleading the Fifth about the peaceful transfer of power in this country? Well, that tells me that uh, there might be tapes or texts or emails of conversations of him advocating for a non-transfer, non-peaceful transfer well, of power. Did, didn't he say— Because that's a simple question to ask. Are you in favor of apple pie and the American bald and eagle and, and puppy dogs and rainbows? Yeah, of course. You know, you're I pretty safe with fifth. that. He wasn't safe enough to say I'm in favor of the peaceful transfer of power. That in all of his communications and all of his blathering, that he might have said something contrary to that, and that that could actually be a lie. That he's not in favor of the peaceful transfer of power. It's just, it's, it's just. He's insane. Even Fox News. That's one of the reasons that Obama got rid of him. It's like all the indications around Mike Flynn was that he was losing his mind. And apparently Brett Baer from Fox News is like, this is devastating. Even Fox News is starting to go, whoops. Oh, I didn't watch any Fox News today, did you? I didn't, but... Did you, watch the, did you watch the MSNBC coverage or the CNN coverage? MSNBC. Okay. Because Andrea Mitchell was trending. Was she terrible today? She's always bad. She no, but I mean, I get it. But I mean, was she especially bad today? No, not especially bad today. Was she incoherent? Well, okay. My problem with Andrea, because my niece was watching it with me, I said she really Andrea needs... Greenspan? Exactly. Um, I, I said she really needs to retire. I said, this is a professional. This is somebody that's been doing this 35, 40 years. And she's a, got people a, talking in her ear. Respectable career. Absolutely. She's got a, a distinguished producer. Career. Yes. And she's got a producer in her ear feeding her questions. Because she's, you know, she's not really, this is off the cuff. So they've got people doing research and going, sure. okay, this just happened. Ask this question about that to Frank Figluzzi and mm-hmm. ask this question about that to Joyce Vance and yada, yada. It's not that she can't ask the question. She stumbles constantly okay. over her words. So she was a mess. Not a mess, but it's very... I've seen her worse. Got it. Um, but it, you, you... I've never seen her trend before for her, her uh, She's been behavior. trending the last couple of weeks because the hearings have been during the day during her show. Oh, got it. And so you have Katie Turon, who is amazing. Who's always on point. And, and very, very smart and thinking on and her And measured. Chance. Very. And, and, but you've got this kind of stumbling on Andrea Mitchell's part... That is like, retire with dignity. Have some specials every year that you can prompter and you can really prepare for where you're not having to talk off the cuff. Um, you know, do that. Be So it had nothing to do with any particular political predisposition on her point. People think that she trends Republican. She's married to Alan Greenspan, who's the former Republican Fed chairman. And it's just, she's just like, it's not as bad. I think it was Maggie, somebody was, oh, it was... Uh, Peggy Noonan was laughed at the other day. Oh, I saw that. Um, when she talked, what was the thing that she she's said? She's saying Republicans should be the party for women and oh, literally no, they, they got should, laughed they at. Should, they should learn from this. It's yeah. like, yeah, okay, that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that's a joke. Um, but it, it's, it's, that's, I think that's why Andrea Mitchell's, because I, I, I was watching the hearings. I didn't care what the uh, commentary who, who was. Who was on staff at MSNBC? It was Rachel. It was. Um, not, to, not in the daytime. Oh, because sometimes Rachel steps in for big things like this. At night. Nicole had to be there. No. She's, no Nicole She's Wallace? got her show on right now. So. I got it. Um, no, during the hearings, it's whatever time of the day, whoever's show is on. 
is the lead host basically. Okay. So, they, oh, so that was Andrew, Andrew Mitchell reports. Got yeah, it. and it was it was her. It was Katie Turr. It was Frank Figluzzi. It was Charles Rosenberg. Ari Melber? Uh, no, he wasn't on yet. Got um, it. And it was uh, Joyce Vance. Um, so you're legals. Got it. Legal kids. Um, you know, talking about whole. Holy. Yeah, CNN and all their, their stars out. Yeah. I mean, you do that. And it's daytime. And then, I mean, what happened today with the pardon seeking and and he knew. He knew they had weapons and he didn't care. And he wanted them to go to the Capitol. And then he's tried to strangle his detail. For not taking them to the Capitol. I grabbed the wheel of a car. Moving vehicle. An armored vehicle. Yeah. Because that's what it is. The beast is what they call yep. it. Um, and, and Cassidy Hutchinson hopefully... Us taxpayers are paying for her security. We should be. We owe it to her. Because um, that... And then they... Read, I'm wondering if this got through to anybody. Uh, Fox News, it seems to be just piercing a little. Not a lot. But like they're Brett Bears and... Well, the know. fact that she was so unbelievably credible. She yeah. was 100% credible. Didn't have an axe to grind. Mm-mm. Wasn't... You know, this is a, a Republican who worked in Republican circles who probably voted for, for Donald Scalise. Trump. for Scalise. Yeah, who was incredibly conservative. Um, and she, oh no, uh, Donald is um, going nuts. Uh, uh, the, is he I, calling her a liar? I didn't know her. Oh, he said first I don't know her that well, and then he said, well, she's got an axe to grind because I didn't let her get a job down here in Mar-a-Lago, which is obviously BS. Yeah, that's why she would go and perjure herself in front of right. you know three hundred million people, people yeah. Yeah. across the world. Um, so I just when I just, any of those lies could be undone by somebody's you know two or three other people testifying something to the opposite. Well, the House Judiciary GOP. You know, their Twitter account. Oh, this is all hearsay. No, she was actually testifying to what she heard. I got news for you. Hearsay is still, still evidence. It's still, it's not evidence in a, a criminal trial. If you're trial. in a criminal court, it's, I, first of all, I don't understand why hearsay is inadmissible. You should just say this is hearsay evidence and the jury should take that at face value that this is not direct. This is somebody's testimony or somebody because else. Because you can misremember. But she was talking about conversations she had with other people and information she person. That's direct evidence. Yes. That's not hearsay. Well, if they can also confirm, because I'm sure they have all that evidence. Of they should they, they have do. all those text messages. Well, and it's not even just, just what and she. Contemporaneous notes. These people take notes. Well, and what she listened to, what Pat Cipollone said, what uh, Egan said, what these people actually said to her. If they want to confirm or deny it, they can come in under oath. And then I don't know how Cipollone justifies not spending one more second hiding. I don't know either. Because someone compared him to John Dean. I'm like, he's not John Dean. No, she was today. She was. He's hiding. Um. Uh. And the, the, you know, Jim Jordan and company. It's like, feel free. They were interviewing Jamie Raskin after you know, in the hallway. And somebody said, well, what about your Jim Jordans? And he goes, hey, anybody wants to come talk? Fine with me. Now's the time. Under oath, baby. Come and talk with us. We have, n- we want to get to the truth. That's all we want to know is the truth. So if, if people have different, uh, hey, if they want to contradict her or corroborate her, come she, on she's, in. She's a, a tough person she's to very tough. contradict. Yeah. Because she looked like she was heartbroken. She was. By the way, her president, who she'd worked for Mm -hmm. and wanted to or chose to work for and had voted for, Mm -hmm. had just upended his Mm -hmm. constitutional responsibilities in a way that she was just short of saying treasonous. She was, you could say, how did you feel about that at that moment? And you could see that she was visibly still shaken by what she witnessed. Because it's kind of like everything you believe. It's like the day you wake up from being in a cult. Yeah. Like, oh, this was all fake. Right. Everything was a lie. Right. And then as American, I'm disgusted. Uh-huh. Yeah, she um, she was very, very credible. And granted, this is not, like we said, this is not a criminal court. This is a committee. But this is, hey, Cipollone. Hey, Egan. Hey, hey Merrick Garland. Hey, Merrick Garland. Well, Merrick Garland's a witness tampering. 
when Cheney is going all for those blood. Tech, all those texts are witness tampering. Oh. I'll be watching. I'll be listening to, you know, he reads, you know, I heard from the, the boss. He's, he's a fan of yours, but he, he reads all the transcripts. That's, you know, another way of saying. It's that's very a, mobby. That's, that's a great house you got there. Yeah. Too bad if something would happen to it. Too bad if you fell in some glaze. Um, no, I mean, it's, they, and that's just two things that she read that was obvious witness tampering. So, and I think that's part of the, now the other thing we're expecting in the next two weeks is the other documentarian. <laughs> These people are so dumb. They were literally filming their crimes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Alex. I think they thought they were going to win. Oh, I think so too. I think, and if, very you're, if, you, if you're a documentarian mm-hmm. and you agree to do it and you sign something, it says, I need access from this time to this time, mm-hmm. you know, contractually, because you know, I can't take the time and the energy and the resources and people's things and the, the opportunity cost of doing other projects. Right. And then after a month, you're saying, no, get out. Right. Because then you've wasted my time. So we're happy to do this. Right. But I need to access for the full time. So that's, I'm assuming that's why they were still there after they lost because they'd already signed a contract saying, you know, because I think they were sure they were going to win. Oh, absolutely. Um, they were, and their narcissism was just hilarious about it. And so this guy is going to testify, apparently, reporting is that Don Jr. and Eric, before the election even happened, started planning how to overturn it. Don Jr. and? Eric Trump. Okay. Um, that there's, they're, they are caught on tape discussing that stuff um, before the election even began, because they were looking at the same polling as everybody else. I'm just going to make a, a, a sidebar here. Since uh, two days ago, when mm-hmm. the abortion ruling came down, uh-huh. like I, uh, you, you know, I, no, I, no, I told you about the the Trump thing where I donated a dollar so I could get my right, name across right, the right, and right, David right. shock it. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm on their Trump email list, right. which has been dormant for probably two months now. I'm getting 10 to 15 emails every day. I've already gotten eight today. So I think they think this, their scheme is coming to an end. Their grift is coming to an end. So they're like, you know, go, go, go. Grab as much money as you possibly can while we can still do it because I'm going to need it for my defense fund. Yeah, he is. Um, and we can talk about um, the fact that your daughter. Okay. Sorry David, that's okay. You had to take a call. It should be recording now. Is it, why isn't it moving? Oh, no, it's moving. There it goes. Um, so, yeah, we were about to talk about the fact that your daughter and the rest of the women and non-binaries folks and uh, trans men who still have uteruses and ovaries um, can get pregnant and can no longer in half the states exercise autonomy. Zero legislation being offered for male responsibility from the moment of conception. Yeah, duh. There should be child support. There should be prenatal money for prenatal care. There should be money for maternity costs immediately. Oh, yeah. Not who was one. It? Who was it? Was it Jackie Spears? Somebody who said there should be a $350,000 bond put in a bank account for said pregnancy. Because 18 years, that's what a child costs for 18 that. years. At least Half. that. Um, so, so for those of you that weren't paying attention last Friday, last Friday morning right around 7 AM as I am leaving my neighborhood. Travis Bone from the Stephanie Miller show announces Roe was overturned. Now, I had said previously that I figured I thought that John Roberts would be with the minority because he didn't want to do things so quickly. I think one vote is with the minority, but the, with the Mississippi one he was with the majority, which is fifteen weeks. I don't right. think he, I think there were two rulings. Tech, I think one was five law. four and one was six three. Yeah. Um because I figured he would slow burn it, slow slow boil the frog, because he wants it gone. Um, uh, so three illegitimate picks for the because Gorsuch should never have been allowed to be seated because that should have been Merrick Garland's seat. So that's one. 
this is, this just comes down to a problem. We're not, you know, we for 40 years we have consistently and mind-numbingly ignored the level of depravity of our opposition. Mm-hmm. Like cuz we're not, you know, like the idea of holding a Supreme Court seat open for a year because of our opposition, that wouldn't even occur to us. No. They do that, like, you know, they're throwing, you know, uh, whatever, something out the window of the car. Well, and his argument was it's in the last year of his blah, 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 blah. We all know. And the then bull, the bull- whilst we're whilst we're voting, d- millions of people had already voted. He puts in Amy Barrett at, at what, two weeks? No, I mean, he's, he's obviously shameless. But the, but my my problem is, you know, they're these depraved, really ruthless people mm-hmm. and shameless people, how do you win if, we're, we, if we can't fight fire with fire? If we can't show that same level of ruthlessness, if, they're, if we're walking into a, a gunfight with a knife, which has been the last 30 years because we're just, you know, we're relying on our precious norms and civility and discourse. It's like, what the fuck are we thinking about? They don't care about any of that. Like, we're worried about blowing up the filibuster? The filibuster is gone. The second Mitch McConnell needs a filibuster gone, he's going to get rid of it. Yet we're worried about this precious filibuster? We only have one chance left to save this democracy, and that's if we were able to win a few seats in the Senate, which is possible. I don't think we have any chance in the House, but we have a very favorable Senate map. We have a number of Senate uh, incumbents that are retiring that, that are going to be replaced probably probably by the Trumpiest person running in the prime, in the Republican primaries. If we can put, pick up three or four seats, Manchin and Sinema become irrelevant. We can, you know, filibuster whatever we need filibuster, and we can appoint four more justices to the Supreme Court that are, you know, 29-year-old, you know, graduates from Georgetown and Harvard and Yale Law and have to be on the court for the next 50 years. I mean, there's no lo- rule. I mean, obviously, the Supreme Court got reduced to eight for a year mm-hmm. in Obama's last term of office, and there's nothing, and there have been more than nine. Somehow, we've just settled in nine over the last century. What but- happened was we had six initially at the beginning of the country, then we went up, and then we went down, and then we settled at Haven't nine. Haven't there been as many as 15? No, there was a threat, and FDR threatened to no, act. His court packing to, scheme, not court packing, call it. it's court expanding. Yeah. His court packing is what has happened. Yes. This would be court expanding. He threatened that Roberts Court, I believe it was. And um, that's when that Chief Justice started playing ball sure. to a certain extent. Um, the thing with, with the argument to keep it at nine was that's how many um, district courts district, were. Sorry. Well, we got 13 now. There's your argument and to you expand one, and you it. you one to oversee and see the, see the cases that come from the appellate courts in each one of those districts. Right. And they make the decision about what it's going to be heard. Well, no. Not if it's going to be served, but if it should be brought up for a For a vote to a see vote if we're going to gonna hear it. it. And uh, they only need four. They only need four, so at uh, that, they would need six um, if it were 13. Sure. But that, um, that, that I think, is our really only chance. I think, Like, I think we've crossed the Rubicon in... in you know, like I, I said to you, this is we've we've been watching a frog boiling experiment for forty years. Like we've known for forty years what's happening. Nobody should be clutching their pearls that the frog is dead. You well, know, no. it, it happened two days ago. We but we knew it was coming. You know, from their gerrymandering to the electoral college, they've taken an iron grip on the electoral process of the electoral electoral process of this country, and they're not letting go. Like I said, this is not politics. This is natural selection. This is survival of the fittest. And white Christian males, if they've proven themselves to be good at anything, it's killing people, you know, and conquering and winning. And that's what we're going to see. They, they're they not—you go- think they're going down—they're go- they're going into that good night without a fight to a bunch of, you know, blacks and gays and Hispanics and immigrants? That. In a million years, they're not going to lose to them, to well, the others. The thing that, that you know— being one of the Cassandras that was yelling in 2016, and then when Bader Ginsburg died, forget about it. Um, oh, you're overreacting. 
they'll never overturn Roe. They make money off of Susan it. Susan Collins at they Brett Kavanaugh assured me. Um, they, they, uh, the thing that was interesting. He's learned his lesson, certainly. Uh, the thing that was interesting was the concurring uh, opinion by Justice Thomas when he basically said everything but loving is up. That, because which is he's funny. the one subjected to loving, which is miscegenation, interracial marriage. But it's also, it was, it was decided the same way. You know what? This it's taken. We usually don't uh, get the kind of uh, whiplash or blowback, but I think this might be. I hope they go after gay marriage. I hope they go after these things because there are a lot of reasonable people out there that aren't the twenty-five percent maggot nut jobs that are going to be like, "This is too much." You know, my kid's gay, my neighbor's gay, my friend at work is gay. I mean, enough. I mean, I'm a Republican. I want my tax cuts. You know, I want this. I want that. But enough already. Well, the thing that that, that has been well. Uh, Charlie Pierce brought it up today with Missouri and Texas and other laws that have gone into effect. In fact, on Friday, there were women at this one clinic that were under six weeks pregnant. Okay, so they were within the current Texas law allowed to get their uh, abortions. But once Roe came down, no more abortion legal in Texas. So this one doctor had to turn away four patients. So I can't do it. In tears. In tears. And these were women that were within the six weeks, which is usually... I want to see legislation tomorrow for male responsibility for pregnancies, number one. I know it's been some have been introduced, and it's just need enough to get it to any floor. But um, the other thing that, that Charlie Pierce was talking about with Missouri and Texas, like, Missouri has it. I don't know if it's completely on the books yet, but they proposed that women that seek abortions outside of the state, like in Illinois or Minnesota or wherever the hell they're going to go, that they should not be allowed to do that. Well, how do you enforce that? I would like for California to pass a law that anybody comes into this into California to seek to arrest, restrain, or intimidate somebody who had had an abortion, attempting to have an abortion, is arrested immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how about that? You come to, you try to arrest somebody, or even when they return to their state, you know, somebody who's had a thing here, we're, we're, we we have authority to send our marshals to go arrest you and sue you, and any private citizen of California can sue anyone seeking to harm, interfere with, or intimidate somebody seeking reproductive services. Well, here's the the thing that, that I've brought up a couple of times regarding overturning of Roe. All right, so you're in Missouri, you're in Texas, you're in Louisiana, you're in all these states that immediately have made it illegal. Sure. In fact, the gov- the uh, lieutenant governor in Texas is considering charging women who had abortions un- while Roe was the law for retroactive murder because of old laws that were that are still on the books that were never taken off the books but if they're not if you weren't enforcing those laws then you it's not what happens when rich matronly ladies who obviously have access to OBGYNs and what any kind of health services that they need discreetly actually start getting arrested and busted because somebody squeals on them. Well, that'll be nice. That'll be great. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. But um, the thing Actually, that, I'm not looking forward to women who are seeking retro... You know, no, but I am services, looking forward to the hypocrites. It, sh- it should be finally... I'm looking forward to the hypocrites. Smashed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them getting busted. Out every man, ladies, <laughs> who is saying they're pro-life, in quotes, that have had you... Made you have an abortion or have made it so that without doing that, all sorts of hell breaks. So trust me, there are millions of women out there like that. But what I was saying earlier, um, with regard to these laws, all right, so women 21 to 50, which is you can drink and then you're menopausal usually. And you can make a baby. You can make a baby. Are they going to then say, you know what, since you can possibly have a child, you can't drink alcohol. Because at any point during the gestation of said fetus, alcohol 
in your system is bad. Can harm oh, and you. then you can't take your depression medication. And you can't smoke. You can't smoke cigarettes of any. You can't do anything. You can't drive because that you could fall down. You can't go running because you could fall down. I mean, this is where that goes. It. I'm not being hyperbolic here. I'm being deadly serious here that... Girls and women will be prevented from just living their lives. Now, there was another clinic in Texas that had a 60% increase in calls for women getting tubal ligation, wanting tubal ligations mm -hmm. while it's still legal. And they said they're no longer going to, they're going to, you know, discuss it. Because most women, and I know several, that wanted tubal ligations under the age of 35 were Those denied are reversible? It. Yeah. Okay. It's not easy. It's not a hysterectomy. But it, it, no, it's not. It's just, it's reversible. It's not an easy reverse, but it's reversible. Sure. But most doctors tell their patients, well, if, especially if you haven't had children yet, I'm not even thinking about it until you're 35. I mean, if this which goes any stupid. darker, what we're going to be we're going to be seeing is just, if if we are not able to turn this around, we're going to start seeing a society where every woman of childbearing age harvests, you know, a thousand eggs and then, you know, t ties their tubes. Yeah, but then they're going to stop in vitro because most embryos are thrown away. We'll see, but I mean, I, I just don't. I think there are just going to be women who are just simply not going to take the chance yeah. of ever being of getting pregnant, being subjected to this, you know, Hitlerian level of. And that's why this with this one clinic basically said anybody twenty one and over, we're going to give you the information. You're going to have to sign a release, but we are happy to give you if you're twenty one and over a tubal ligation should you want it. And it's a clinic, so it's covered by Medicaid and insurance. Um, so. Go to Texas, girls, and get your tubal ligation while you still can. I mean, my niece, she's in her 40s, so she just got a new IUD put in. By the time she's menopausal, that IUD can be taken out and she does won't get that pregnant. Prevent, uh, does an IUD prevent conception or implantation to the, into the womb? Got it. Implantation. Um, Which some people are trying to outlaw as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Is well, like, everybody knows this is just about like the patriarchy and people it's religion. just keeping women pregnant so they're out of the way. Yeah. And I've heard people screaming, and you won't get this because this is a Game of Thrones reference, but you all, and I had a friend of mine saying, no, these women, they're out there. There's so many of these are women, and they're out there, and they're screaming, and they're, they're, you know, they think a baby's a life, and da-da-da-da-da, and they're holding up the pictures of the dead fetuses and whatever. And I'm just like, if you ever watch Game of Thrones, I'm sure a lot of you out there, basically, I agree that all, all those fanatical weirdos screaming and yelling oh, yeah. and throwing, you know, babies with little umbilical cords attached around, they're the army of the dead, and the elders of the church, the church, and rich white men are the white walkers. These are the ones at the back controlling all of them. Mm -hmm. And the army of dead were like, you know, these hundreds of thousands of these zombie-like creatures that right. were just fighting at their behest. Right. You know, un, you know, viciously and murderously. Right. And basically, they've brainwashed this entire, you know, subset of humans to believe what they want to believe and sent them out to fight for them. Right. Um, they're rubes. And speaking of religion... The football coach that was, watch Game of Thrones. The football coach that um, fifty yard line, praying at the fifty yard line. Where Gorsuch lied fourteen times in his opinion about this is quiet prayer. No, it wasn't. It was the fifty yard line in a stadium. A, in a stadium with a group of people. You could hear him if you were within earshot. So that's not quiet. That's not Kaepernick kneeling. That's not even Tim Tebow kneeling in the in the in the end zone. This is major stuff. So my question to Satanists, Buddhists. And the Muslims Somebody out rolled there. out a prayer rug? Let's do it. And let's see how that goes over. Because I'm against him being able to... The problem is, it's like he's an authority figure. It's a public school. And p kids are going to not be able to play if they don't come and play ball with him. It doesn't matter if they are or not. They're, they, they fear that that's a risk. Exactly. Exactly. And so... And then with the main decision... So it creates a level of, if not hostility, intimidation. Right. And then with the main decision... 
what's to prevent me f- if I'm a mom wanting to send my kid to Notre Dame down the street? It's a religious school. Why can't I get taxpayer dollars then to send my kid to a really good religious school? Mm-hmm. Well, Maine has fixed that. They said, if you discriminate at all, you're not getting any more money. So there's that's been kind of fixed. Okay. Um, they've kind of prevented what happened. But still, and then we've got the EPA law hasn't been decided yet, but most likely the EPA decision. That's getting overturned. That's, I think it'll come down tomorrow, maybe? No, it's the one where they're saying, um, remind me. If oh, you don't... Th- no, if we it's can't not, put regulations on things that reduce specific. global warming. If, 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 okay, if that particular... Yeah, so global warming is going to get... Hard, climate change is going to get harder to control now. Yeah, if, if that carcinogen hadn't been discovered yet or poison hadn't been invented yet by the time that regulation was written, you cannot regulate against that specific poison. Do you think we're in a situation right now where the, the, the dog has caught the car? Yes. And smash his face in the back of the car. I do. I think. Do you that think this is going to have serious, real electoral consequences? Because it's going to be a question now in um, in, in in primaries that are still to be debated. Oh, yeah. You know, today's are, primaries. No, what primaries are going to be saying to the Republican candidates? Are you in favor of a national abortion ban? Because that's you, Mitch McConnell's you, plan. And if you want to win that primary, you're going to have to say yes, and then you're going to have to carry that position to a general election. So I'm I'm thrilled for that to be the question. Because everybody's going to have to latch on to, and that's a yes or no question. Yeah. Are you for, or, or we should be left to the states? Well, that means abortion is still illegal in California and wherever, and blah blah blah. I'm running out of Oregon and Washington and, and Pacifica, basically. Alaska, Hawaii, all the Pacific is, is no. A lot of Alaska is going to go anti-abortion. What's well, blue? Right? It's not right. It's it's pro-choice right now. Well, so, yeah, but, but right now people, it is. But the people running for office are well, not be. I mean, you know, all these states are eventually are essentially pro-choice. Even probably Oklahoma, they're probably fifty-fifty, and it's a and that's the reddest state in the country, or Wyoming. If you want to, if you want to secretly poll people as to are they in some in, at least some instances willing to allow abortion? Most people are, and that's the other thing that that will always anger that, me. That this could this could be big. finally the dog catching the car that saves our ass. Well, because even Mitch McConnell has said out loud, "When I can, I will make a national ban on abortion." Well, there's your Senate kids. Let's give them 10 more senators. Let's give them 60. 62, including Cinema and Manchin. Let's give them 62 senators so this president can do whatever the hell he wants and hold on to the House. I mean, we don't know how Boebert's going to do in her primary today because it has been credibly reported, apparently, now that she's had at least one abortion. And she is against abortion. So, so she can lie about it. She can lie about it, but if there's, I mean, it's been reported by Newsweek, which is relatively. <laughs> Newsweek has gone off the rails, man. They're not time. But, but still, I mean, that's that's a credible. It's not the National Enquirer, um, uh, but so we'll see if that you know what happens today in Colorado and, and other places. Oh, where are the are there primary? Where are the primaries today? Uh, Colorado, New York. Because she can raise a lot of money. Every one of her tweets is just money raising money, basically. Right. But I mean, how red is her district? Like she's made such a fool of herself. I, I don't know, and and I, I would be with embarrassed. With her GED and her double it's, digit it's IQ in the mountains near Boulder. I want to say it's up around. It's not Boulder, but it's near. It's like in the mountains to okay. the west side of, of of the state, I believe. I mean, do we want her to win this primary? I is there anybody farther to the right of her? Uh, no, but I don't know if a I'm Democrat kind of can win. Because I saw, you know, some people with some angst and some Democrats with some angst and going pretty hardcore against this this new strategy. A lot of the the National Democratic Party is using is to actually pump money into races like Todd Akin kind of races, mm-hmm. where they want to get the most extreme possible candidate. And she says that's a mistake. I'm like, it's not a mistake. It's a risk. It's a high stakes gamble, right. but I don't think it's a mistake. I think our only chance is to put the most extreme candidates possible on the ballot because 
it's not like, you know, if you're 85% extreme or 100% extreme, it's going to make a difference. You're still voting with this fascist agenda and ideology 100% of the time. So you might as well get the most unelectable person possible into the general election. You know, yes and no. We're in trouble. We need to gamble. We are in trouble. In fact, that's why Liz Cheney is begging Democrats to vote for her in Wyoming. They should. There's no way we're getting. I know, a, de- a Democrat's we're, not coming no in There's no way we're getting there. a Democrat in that seat. Yeah, there's no way. There is no way. Um, so she's begging, and then everybody's reminding people she's for what the SCOTUS just did to your rights, ladies. And that's the thing. It's like somebody actually said. So if I only this is more about sending a message to stop to, to discourage people from going against the, the Republican status quo. Yes, and and somebody wrote, I forget who did tweeted out today. Look, if I only have half the rights of men, then why am I paying full 100 percent taxes? Good question. I mean, you know, I want to I want to see when the first uh, legislation gets proposed that holds men fully accountable for that embryo the second that it's deemed a human life. Well, and that's the, the thing is, is, is are you going to risk proving that whilst the woman is pregnant or the person is pregnant? Because that is a risk. We'll refund you the money. Fine. I had sex with these five if guys. If you're not the guy. I had sex with these five. And that's the other thing with, with, with the exceptions for rape and incest. To me, rape and incest or this rape is rape and incest is also rape, but that's just how I am. Um, or the life of the mother, but not the health of the mother, because the health of the mother could kill the fetus if she's got cancer mm-hmm. or something else. You have to terminate a pregnancy in order to go through certain cancer treatments. So, Here's my question. Are we going to wake up to the degree we need to wake up? I think we the are. The sledgehammer in the head wake up. Well, the fact of the matter is is Republican uh, strategists are freaking out that this happened. For ne- it's the last thing they needed. Yeah. And this idiotic uh, and this terrible gun bill that got passed, it's not going to do anything except take gun legislation, gun safety. It's, thank God people are starting to say gun safety. I don't know if you've noticed it. Yeah. But even b- bigger people, the networks are starting to say gun safety now. It's really not going to save more than five lives. No, that's need, not true. That's need, not true. We need that's, an age thing. That's we need not true. universal background checks. We need to yes, close a gun show loophole. But we're not going to get all of that at once. You have I, to understand that. It took 50 years for Roe to get overturned. I get it. But it, it's all this is doing, I think, the cost-benefit analysis of allowing them to, of what we get out of this gun bill versus allowing them to take it off the table for the November election isn't worth it. I'd rather well, who, not which, have a gun bill and still be able to go in guns blazing. Which with Republicans this issue. voted for it and which Republicans voted against it? Because the ones that voted against it, if they're running for office again, hanging around their necks, they're pro death. They're pro death. And I, I, would, I would rather for the five, four months we have till November or five months, I can't even do the math, five months till November, I would rather have put in a much more severe gun safety bill. I would absolutely. Put, been fighting for 25. I would, you know, we should be. I hate that they've hijacked the debate. We should be fighting for a, a ban, uh, an assault weapons ban, but put it around their neck that they weren't able to do anything on gun safety and still have nothing done on gun safety because all Mitch McConnell is going to do is wave around the new bill that there's going to be a bill signing ceremony. And, you know, obviously that's there's pomp and circumstance. Almost it's celebratory. I think this bill was signed already. But, I mean, it's a celebratory thing that you've passed a gun safety bill and you give out the pens to the people involved and blah, blah, blah. We've accomplished something. And, and Biden's so desperate for an accomplishment at this point, you know, okay, even, but, he, even he signed on. But here's the deal. Fred Gutenberg and David Hogg are for what just happened. Because th- this mild bill would have saved hundreds of lives by now. Just these, just these few measures would have already saved hundreds of people. So they will save hundreds of lives. Not as many as we'd like it not for the moment, but I think that do not let... What happened? 
we're almost done. We're running out of gas. We're, it's 42 minutes after. My tank's still on full. Um, uh, don't make the perfect the enemy of the good. This is a good build. It's not a great. Saying. It's very clever. I didn't make it up. <laughs> um, and and that's how the left comes at it. Oh, we didn't get our pony, so we're taking. We we got a we case, got a puppy. I don't think it's worth allowing them to take. They didn't the issue take it the though. They're not even talking about it. Okay. They're well, not I mean, going to so campaign much, so on much, it. So much is doing. I mean, between that and I mean, that's a whole show. The gun mm-hmm. rights bill, and then uh, Roe v. Wade is taken off, is overturned after fifty years, and now the testimony today. It's like you know. There's a lot. We got two more hours. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and no, but I think that when when you when you have a David Hogg and a Fred Gutenberg saying this is better than nothing, I'm going to go with the people that have been dealing with this. And maybe know what's still in the works. And we they don't. know what's. They they, know and Chris Murphy don't. really wanted a better bill, obviously. Um, but it's it's. You know what? If they did it just for political reasons, fine. This is something's getting done. Thank you and for listening to From the Bunker. help vote that too get it there is no shame in it and we will talk at you guys next week